Most entrepreneurs waste an insane amount of time trying to build their business. They are online 24-7, sacrificing their private life and burning out in the process. This is going to end right now. Welcome to the Content Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Virginia Deasis. I'm a serial entrepreneur, copywriter, business coach, and recovered workaholic. I know what it takes to go from burnt out and overwhelmed to building a six-figure business, posting only once a week and working less than five hours per day. My secret? Cutting out all the crap that doesn't move the needle forward in your business and producing content that actually attracts clients and gets you paid while living your best life. Want to create a business and a life you love? Sit back, relax, and let your content do the work for you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another amazing episode of the Content Lounge Podcast. I am so happy that you're here because I have a very, very special guest today. Her name is Naomi. I met her inside my mastermind where I'm in, and she has been blowing my mind with all the gems and all the incredible insights, and I am so excited to have her on the show today. Hi, Naomi. So good to see you. Uh, I am so excited for this conversation, Virginia. So thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm super excited as well because you've shared quite a lot of insights in the mastermind. I know you know so many things about business, about mindset, but I would love for you to introduce yourself and maybe give us a little bit of a like background story. Like how did you become the person you are today? Yeah. So today I am a business and energetics coach for service-based businesses, but more specifically women who are, they know that they're incredible at what they do. Like that's not disputed, but they're ready to take it up a notch, right? They want to be able to unlock spaciousness, time also for the things that they love outside of their business. They want to create an impact. They want to build wealth. I think one of the things that the, the the rhetorics that we've we've kind of been indoctrinated with in, with women, especially in the service industry, is that it's either impact driven and we don't make money, or we compromise and we make money. I'm really passionate about showing people that you build wealth by virtue of giving an impact, right? It's not mutually exclusive, and also moving away from this very rigid blueprint approach to running and scaling a business. It is about having that masculine doing, that aligned masculine doing and having the infrastructures in place, but also giving people permission that it gets to look your way. You get to do it your way. It's not just about going for the result at the compromising and abandoning ourselves in the process. You get to do it in a way that feels truly good for you. So that's a lot of the work that I do with clients today. But before I even started on my entrepreneurial journey, which is seven years ago, which blows my mind that it's it's been so long, I was actually um, a fashion editor. So I was a stylist and journalist. I worked in magazines and newspapers. And I got the opportunity to interview some of the, the women leading some of the biggest brands in the world. And I would spend the day with them and come back to the office and have hours upon hours of transcripts of these conversations. And it would always be whittled down to, they have a new collection out, go and buy it next week. And I'm just like, people need to hear these 
conversation. So those that was a thing that initially sparked um, what was originally my business model, which was about sharing these really candid conversations with women who were leading incredible co- companies. I wanted to share the behind the scenes of not only the strategic steps that enabled them to build these large companies, but also the sliding doors moments, the shifts, the the breakthroughs, the the candid behind the scenes of what that that looked like. So when I originally started my company, The Lifestyle Edit, we had a content side of the business where we're sharing those stories. We had the podcast, we had interviews on the websites, we had a community piece, but I also had a consulting company where I was working with a lot of fashion and lifestyle brands on creating 360 marketing strategies. So that's everything from online to offline to influencer marketing to events, like the whole gamut. Because especially seven years ago, when I first started, brands for the first time were having to think beyond, let me do a 24 by four in a newspaper. They needed to be brands. They needed to get their own editorial voice. They needed to think about how does my brand exist in all of different places so maybe help them bridge the gap oh my gosh yeah I remember I think Chanel didn't even have an e-commerce site like you couldn't even buy a Chanel bag until like very recently I think it was only the pandemic that was like okay you want a checkout button on our side you're gonna get it (laughs) yeah the last seven years has just been wild like seeing the industry change so much yeah who are the kind of women that you that you introduced and or or what was maybe the most impactful interview that you ever did can you nail oh. it down to one there there isn't one that's like that was the one i think it was just the there were so many common threads that appeared behind the scenes i think you know the grit the risk taking the believing in something when you don't have any evidence and i think that is like that for me was such a empowering lesson that has held me in good stead in everything that i do right now and the support that i have for my clients is that these people were forging their own path getting investors getting family to invest doing all of this like when there was no guarantee that this would work. And it's so funny because oftentimes in business, it's like we we feel like we can't move unless it's certain that this is going to work. And just think about all of the other areas of our lives where we make the decision, we make the move, and certainty was never required. Um, so just seeing the courage behind the scenes, I think we all see like the shiny penny, like end result but to be able to have some of these candid conversations and just see what they were putting on the line like these sliding doors moments and making the moves even in the face of fear was so empowering for me especially because I was interviewing people with you know world-renowned companies that they too feel those things and it never goes yeah, I think this is so, so, so true. It's so funny that you used the word courage because I think it was just this week on a client call where, where a client of mine asked me, so Virginia, if your first business puts you 100K in debt, how in the world do you still have the courage to try a second business and the third one? 
<laughs> and I think it's it's really true. I think there's an entrepreneurial type of person out there who's like just so determined. I would maybe even say stubborn. <laughs> totally. And is like, okay, anything but success is not really an option. Like, yes, it may not be success this year, it may not be success in the next five years, but I have zero doubt that eventually it's gonna happen. So I think this is like really interesting to hear that that is the kind of vibe and energy that those women also brought to the table. And um, I see this is what I look for in clients a lot as well, whether they have that stubborn determination. And this is what I appreciate so much also surrounding myself with. (laughs) 100%. And I think it's like, again, it's got nothing to do with certainty. This is the difference between entrepreneurs that, that, build something and those who desire to build something but don't I trust me right again it's that adage like when emotions are high intelligence is low there's always going to be things that don't work you you never know for sure when you raise your prices are people going to buy when you put the offer out but the difference is is that Every single fight, I believe that I alchemize everything in my life. I, I either get the result that I want or I get the wisdom. I allow my human to feel anything that it needs to feel. And then I go into scientists. I'm looking at this from a bird's eye perspective. What was the lesson? How am I going to alchemize what just happened and take the takeaways? And that's going to be the catapult that thrusts me to my next level. Think about a catapult. You pull back. And that's what creates that quantum leap, right? So I believe that everything is working for me. And you can see that when we get so, we build, we project past failures onto the future. We create an identity out of something not working. We rob ourselves of the ability to to get the wisdom that actually is what builds the traction. So with everything that happens to me, I'm always like, This is becoming my toolbox. This is becoming my arsenal. So I have courage to move forward because I have all of this wisdom that is going to make my my problem solving, the strategy just even more refined. I trust me. Uh, That's so good. I love this. I trust me. I think this is super, super juicy. I, I hope that a lot of people can move forward from this episode with the feeling of like, okay, it's safe to trust myself. So how do you create when when you're in your business and you're up in your emotions? I know you're a mom too. Kids are a lot. Kids and a business is a lot, a lot. <laughs> how do you create space, time to have big thoughts? How do you create safety? How do you get out of your emotions? Like what's your what's your secret there? So there are two things parts of that, the energetic piece and the strategy piece. So the the way that I'm able to create space is because I create a business that revolves around me. We feel so apologetic about doing this. My business revolves around me. It revolves around my family. It revolves around my kids. It revolves around my energy. All of that, right? So my offers, how I sell, the way I sell it, all revolves around me. And that's spaciousness. I have two kids, two years old and under. So I'm in a season of my life where I need flexibility. I need wiggle room. So I've created offers that enable me 
to do that. So even it's funny that you're saying this, this past week, my energy has been really introverted. My kids have been (laughs) really intense and very clingy. But I always was very clear that I want to have a business where those moments where my kids are really clingy, I'm able to do that without feeling like I'm playing whack-a-mole and my business is burning down in the background. So that has really informed my pricing, the types of offers that I have, my social media and its longevity. So it's working in the background. My business is not me, right? We're two separate entities. So that is the infrastructure that I've put in place in order to honor that. But then energetically, in terms of when emotions come up, I don't resist them. So much struggle comes because we're like, no, I've got to be high vibe. I've got to be high vibe. I've heard everybody said that I have to be an energetic match. I have to be high vibe to make money. I was so freed when I realized that that wasn't true. (laughs) Companies have consistent income because they have solid infrastructures. If big companies, think of the companies that we, we all know and love, were based on the emotions of the founder they wouldn't be where they are right now. So that's, again, it's like that infrastructure piece, but also shifting this, that I have to be high vibe in order to make money. If you have an infrastructure in place, you will always be able to do that. So I don't resist when I feel sad, when I don't feel high vibe, when my energy goes inwards, I allow that to happen. And what I've learned is that when I don't resist it, the feeling passes, like it it, it passes. And also I don't identify with it. So I may be thinking something's going wrong or this feels out of alignment. I don't project that onto everything. And also I take radical responsibility. If this is feeling heavy, if I'm feeling burnt out, if I'm feeling frustrated with my business, it's not enough to just identify that without actually doing anything. So part of it is like how swiftly, like how in tune are you to these things? These like, and some in the beginning, it's like huge things. The more you scale, it's like, little leaks of your energy that's like a tab in the background that kind of is draining you but not it's not something that's glaringly obvious the moment I notice it and that's why I have mentors they also mirror back what some of those things are I take swift and decisive action to change that and that's why I'm always tuning in what feels good what doesn't feel good what what's causing this like oh is that a boundary that I need to tighten up um so what used to take me out for a week Literally, I can coach myself in the moment or just plugging into Voxer with my mastermind with you or with my private coach. It's cleaned up and I move forward. Yeah, I, I love the words that you use. It's like a little tap in the background being like tap, 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 energy leaking uh, silently. And only after a little while, you're like, wait, what is going on? I use the term um, gravel, having gravel in the gears. And when you're like, feeling good and everything is in alignment and you've got your boundaries, you've got your standards, your clients are amazing and everything is moving easily. It's like, okay, like the the gears are greased and then eventually we'll start to notice like, oh, here's a little bit of like, just, just the process of like running your business. It's like, oh, okay, here's a little gravel coming in. It's start to like not go quite as smoothly but then we need to make sure that the gravel doesn't turn into like full on resistance rocks breaking down and then us burning down our business. So but that's it. also natural. I hear this all the time where people are like, I want a quantum leap. And I'm like, do you know that a quantum leap, everything that worked starts to break, <laughs> right? When you're growing so fast, like that's also, you get whiplash. Are you ready for the whiplash too? Like, 
this is part and parcel of growing. This is part and parcel of increasing our capacity. This is part, this is the energetic flip side of all of the things that you say that you want. Can you hold it? Can your nervous system hold that? Yeah. If not, that's fine, but that becomes the work. Doing more is not going to over can never overcompensate for that. Oh my god, yes. Yes. Yeah. Usually so what I what I notice a lot is that people have like anything that's been working for them like nothing. Nothing is working. The offer isn't working anymore. The cl- type of client that they attract isn't working anymore and that's usually when they're about to have like a big big breakthrough. So is there anything that you do when you start to notice I, okay let me rephrase. So when you start to notice that things are breaking down, what is your first thought? Is it like, oh, I need to fix something or like, oh, cool. I'm about to like quantum leap. This is going to be really uncomfortable. <laughs> what What are the kinds of thoughts that are crossing your mind? It's a, it's a combination. Again, because I don't identify with it. I don't make a drama out of something that needs, that doesn't need to. I'm like, oh, okay. That's not feeling great anymore. What would feel better? right? And sometimes I don't even know the solution. And that's why I plug in with my mentor. And I'm like, and that's the whole thing with mentors. They've held what you're desiring to hold. They've been there, right? So again, they give me suggestions and I'm able to feel into what feels true for me. What's the premise and what feels true for me? I think part of it oftentimes is not that we don't know what to do. It's just that it requires a next level of emotional intelligence to do the thing that we know that we need to do. Right. And sometimes we can, again, it's the, I always say it's a distinction between a breakdown versus a breakthrough. A breakthrough is where you meet your edge. You meet this new level that you're saying that you want to play at. Right. And you're like, this feels scary. I have to make the bold move. I have to clean up the boundaries. I maybe have to let go of this offer all these clients. I have to raise the price, even though I'm not sure if anyone could like you rise to meet it. You show up in high self-worth. We all have an option. When we get these moments to ascend, do we lean in or do we contract? Yeah. And that's the thing. So again, it's the quantum leap. It's like, are you ready to meet that? So I, I always keep that in mind. I always, and sometimes I'm like, right now, my nervous system can't take that. I'm not actually ready. So it's a conscious choice. I'm choosing that I'm not yet ready. And then the work that I'm doing is to not just kind of race through and like bypass what's coming up for me, but I allow myself to get really curious and be like, why is it that I do know what to do? And my mentor supported me but I still can't do it. Like what is going on right there? And that's why I feel like you're in this like beautiful incubation period where you're shedding and you're peeling back all of these pieces. And because you're not just so doggishly trying to get to the next result, the shifts that you make through this period, once they land and they lock in, you can never not see what you can now see. But I think sometimes we're so focused on, I want the shiny month. I want this. I want that. I want that. That you're not like, okay, let me, I've consolidated. First of all, let me just be grateful for where I am. That what was once my dream is now like my, I'm doing the bare minimum and that's where I'm at. I get to coast for a little bit while I truly integrate these new codes that are coming through as I'm calibrated to my next level. So I am, I, 
again, I don't create drama around it because I know that there's so much that I'm here to do. There's so many places that I want to go. I'm not even scratching the surface. And I have no question that that's going to happen. So I get to be firmly planted in where I am, cleaning up whatever resistance is coming up, knowing that that has no bearing on what I get to have, what I get to do. All of this is so good. And uh, what do you think is, okay, have you always been this assured and that grounded and that certain and you, and I would even say this calm about the journey? Um, or were there times where, where you were maybe in more in the beginning phases of your business where you would feel more of like, oh, why am I not there yet? More impatient or more worried or yeah have all of these other emotions around the process of actually building because so I see that I a lot th- with my clients like I'm doing the thing since four days why is it not why is it not working yet <laughs> yeah yeah completely I think it's like I've always been an internal person so first first and foremost yes I used to feel that way I feel it less now but I want to make it clear to everyone listening that those feelings don't go away there's still that part of me that's like, wah, wah, you know, that like, that I'm human. Of course, those things come up, right? But the question that I always ask myself is like, am I just not going to not do this anymore just because things are hard, just because things aren't working on the timeline that I desire? No. Okay. So the drama around it is not necessary. Let's get to the root of it. So again, it's like when emotions are high, intelligence is low. So with the like, I've done it for four days and it hasn't worked. Of course, I've I've gone through that. But that's when I put my analytical hat on and I'm like, I'm running a I'm running a business. So let me be human and vent and get that out. But that's not going to help me. What is the data showing me? People, we often say like, I don't know what to do. It's because you're in your feelings and you haven't shifted now into actually looking objectively. Is it that you've come out of the gate, your audience is cold, they, there's no connection with you and then you're trying to charge a bazillion dollars for something and there's no offer awareness, there's no intimacy, there's no connection. Okay, yes, that's what's happening. Okay, so it's not that you suck, it's just that you, your audience isn't warm. So what can, what are ways that we can get your audience to be warm? Oftentimes, again, we're still in womp, womp energy. So like, I don't want to do, tra- I don't want to do this. This is out of alignment. This doesn't work. So what does? So it's about this like emotional intelligence and, and also recognizing like, I'm in this for the long haul. So let me allow myself to have my feelings and then let's get back to business and put the CEO hat on. This is just feedback. And if I'm open to the feedback, I'm empowered to make shifts and power pivots and tweaks. So it's that like, it's not just feel the fear and do it anyway and like bypass your feelings, allow yourself to feed the feelings, but also recognize when you're using that as a reason to not shift. Sometimes we want to buy so much into our stories. Why? Because if we're in our feelings and we're buying into our stories, it justifies us not making the moves, not making the power pivots, not doing the thing. So it requires next level awareness. And that's why I feel like it's important, especially for new newbies, 
to get the information on the doing, but also get mentorship around managing your mind. Yeah. Oh my God. I agree. This made a huge difference in my entrepreneurial career. I remember when I started my coaching business and someone reached out to me, she was a mindset coach and she was like, I'm doing market research and would you be open to to hopping on a call? And I was like, just going from like being a copywriter to coaching copywriting content. And (laughs) my response was like, yeah, sure. Um, We can do a micro research call. I don't actually think I have mindset blocks right now. (laughs) Cause I was like, well, to me, a mindset block was like basically like a shitty work ethic. (laughs) That's what I thought. I was like, okay, well, I don't have a, I don't have problems doing the work. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I hired her then three months later <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's the thing it's like people we mm. I firmly believe that yes there's the strategy piece but it really is that the strategy and it's in a mindset every single financial level requires a d- new codes I always think of it like a game right to go to level two you needed to have got those you know, slayed a few people, got a few special tools in order to get to the next level. Yeah. It's the codes. And again, like I was saying earlier, if you're running away from your feelings and not actually unpacking them, you're not going to get the new codes that unlocks the next level and enables you to actually be able to sustain it. Oh my gosh. Yes, I agree. When um, I, I think maybe let's explain. I don't think my the people who are listening know fully like what what codes are one example for business I think that you could look at or at least that's what I see level wise it's like okay well can you actually sell one thing on your account can you just handle the emotions of selling your one offer and sometimes someone buys sometimes no one buys and Maybe your launch starts differently than what you expected. And then you have emotions about that. And can you actually sell that one thing? Can you actually follow through on your one launch? And eventually comes a time where you expand your offer suite. You learn to sell multiple things one after the other. And then eventually you maybe learn how to sell multiple offers at the same time. And I think with every one of these levels, like at least for me, those were required to hit the next income level. And it was always a challenge. I used to feel so overwhelmed just by selling different offers in the year <laughs> until yeah. that became easy. And then I was like, okay, well, let's try to sell that at the same time. And Jesus Christ, I was like all into my feelings again. And I think I took about three months or four months to actually be able to integrate just something. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you wouldn't expect to start learning a new language today and then be fluent with it tomorrow everything is building blocks and scaling is just mastery do you actually have the patience to be a master do you care enough about it to be a master or is it that you just care about the results if you care about the results more than mastery you won't be able to scale yeah 100 true And the other thing about mastery is like a master has failed more often than a beginner has ever even tried. I always think of it, look at scientists who are trying to cure cancer. If they were so like, oh my God, we haven't done it yet. (laughs) I've gone into work today, 
haven't cured it yet. Like, come on. Like, if something is worth, a result is worthwhile to you, you continue going back. And it's not doggishly, like you're refining what every attempt, you're testing a new hypothesis, you're getting feedback, you're refining, you're going back. It's all compounding, but you have to be in the game for things to compound. And even just going back to codes, I love that. That was such a great example of like strategic codes, right? That you're again, further mastery and like layering things. But it's the same thing with codes. You, you asked me like, have I always been this certain? Have I, I give my brain evidence of why I'm confident. I give my brain evidence that it's safe for me to take care of myself while scaling. I give my brain evidence of things, right? And the more that I do that, because I'm willing to go first, because I'm willing to be disappointed, because I'm willing to fall flat on my face, because I'm feel I'm willing to do all of those places, I'm continually going first and I'm giving my brain evidence that those things that I'm doing are safe to do. So the next time when I go to do that, I have a point of reference that makes it safe for me to continually make the move. This is what creates momentum. It it's compounding that trust. It's compounding that that certainty. But again, yeah. it's like, you know, you've got to give your brain evidence. And that's by by being willing to go first and being willing to lead yourself to those places. Everything you want, you've never done before. <laughs> you've never done before. That's the whole point. So it's like, are you willing to lead yourself to those places? And the more you do it, the more confidence you'll get. I love the fact that you said you're looking for evidence or giving yourself evidence. I think a lot of people have been so conditioned to like always look for their faults and why things aren't working. And they're, they're, they have built the habit of looking for disappointment. And here's something that I love to say to clients when they're really scared of putting themselves out there or they're really scared to show their face on social media and to go live or go in stories or in video or even just say what they want to say on Instagram. And I've recently like gone through an up level as well where I put a more authentic and more bold version out there the way I am in real life. And one of the practices that I have created for my myself is that every single day when I post to social media and I put myself out there and I put my opinion out there at the end of the day, I like just acknowledge the fact that today was another day where I shared my opinion online. I haven't been trolled. The internet was a safe place for me. Like my experience was perfectly fine. Nothing like only good has happened. So simply also train myself that, that to know that it's okay to put myself out there. And this makes it so much easier when someone does post a trash can emoji under my rail. That was still my favorite comment today. I laughed so hard. <laughs> but and it was and like the thing just this little droplet, tiny little droplet in like a huge pool of like good experiences that I've consciously acknowledged every day. Completely. And I love that. Just really celebrating and just giving yourself lots of evidence of like, what are all of the ways things are working? But again, don't bypass it. Right. What is it? What's the reason why you don't want to show up? Because someone can give an, a nasty comment, because someone can disagree with you, because someone might try to cancel you, because, because, because. Sit with that. Let's not just bypass. Again, it's not this it could happen, but just push yourself to do it. 
What's the feeling associated with that? Right? That work is what's going to enable you to have to be able to do that. And even if the worst case scenario happened, you got yourself, right? And I think that's the thing. Sometimes we're just told, but you've got to do it because that's what builds the business. And da-da-da-da-da. sometimes like people disagreeing with you, people trying to cancel you, that's a very real possibility. So who do you want to be for yourself? Let's do the work. So again, for me, the work that I did was like, why would that trigger me so much? Somebody disagreeing with me, somebody feeling, having a difference of opinion, someone being arsy in the comments. Oh, because I haven't got a solid self-concept right now. So my self-concept is being informed by other people's projections and other people's opinions about me. So when I started to shift it to be like, I get to choose my self-concept, I actually proactively choose a self-concept that's supportive of where I want to go. So I can allow, like I can hold space for someone getting me wrong, not understanding me, misinterpreting me, not make their opinion wrong, not make me right, but still love myself and still be okay with myself and still be the type of woman who can be open to their opinion put it through my filter and gut check. Is there something for me to learn from this? Oh no, this feels like it's their projection. So they get to have their opinion and I get to keep my self-concept intact. That work is what enables you to be bold and be who you are on the internet and be the type of leader who can hold that level of visibility, that much impact, that not just saying like, I have to be positive. I have to do this because that's what's required. It's like, again, the doing piece, but also the being like strengthening that and not just bypassing it. Yeah. Oh my God. There's so much wisdom. It's so clear that you have, yeah, that you've just built a really, really solid foundation inside of you on which you can actually build a big business because you can hold it. And you can hold it without instantly crashing and burning. And I think this is something that, especially when you're starting out with your business, a lot of entrepreneurs don't really get yet. And I think this is where a lot of the impatience also comes from, is that they just want to be at the end result, but they can't actually hold even the basic yet. So without getting into their feels. If building business is a marathon, then you're like done after a 5K. (laughs) Yeah. But then also it's like if your business, there's a difference. If your business is at a state where you're so desperate to to get to that next stage because your needs aren't being a stable way to get your needs met. Otherwise, you're trying to grow a business based on scarcity. Yeah. When I started my business, I had a consulting business that was bringing in six figures, right? So I didn't have to, there wasn't this, oh my God, oh my God, this has to be the thing. Oh my God, this has to be the client, right? So again, we can take responsibility for that. Like get a side gig, get something else so that you're approaching your coaching business from an empowered place, right? And then, you know, even when you're doing it, again, I would be sitting with the, if you knew that this wasn't the final destination, what, what is the time drama? Why is there this like, ah, your needs are being met. This is not, this is about 
more on top of more. This is about blowing your own mind. So why are we approaching it from this place of like, I'm gripping on so much. Oh my God, it's day three and it hasn't worked. Because if you can't crack that now, you're just going to scale that moving forward. So it's not just about the result. It's about how it feels. And alignment is available for you at every single stage of the journey if you have the courage to, to sit with it and, and do the, the, these kind of shifts um, that make that possible. Why would we do it otherwise? I want to be happy at every single financial milestone. This is my life. My life isn't just going to kick in when I get to that place. Like This is my life. And I'm not available to spend these precious days of my life living in this when and then, when I hit that, then I'm going to feel good, when I get the client. No, that's yeah. not why we're doing this. I just love it. I could listen to you all day long. You already <laughs> know that, though. So, But I think this was such a beautiful way to close this conversation. And I really hope that if you're feeling impatient or frustrated that your business isn't hitting the shining numbers yet or something, just shift your energy and the focus on like, you get to be happy at every single day in your life and every place and every milestone. It is not a precondition to hit six figures in order to be happy. And most likely, if you can't find that worthiness and happiness and contentment and excitement about your life now, you're probably not going to be happy once you hit six figures either. <laughs> so thank you so much, Naomi, for all the incredible things that you've shared today. Everybody is so lucky <laughs> to get to listen to you today. I really appreciate your time and your energy and your excitement about the journey of building a business. And do you have any last word you would like to add? No, this has just been such a wonderful conversation. I love continuing these conversations over on Instagram. Um, so if there's anything that struck a chord with you or that you're thinking about and want to talk about, feel free to DM me. I'm just at the lifestyle edit on Instagram. Yes, your Instagram bio, we're also going to pop in the show notes as well um, and in the resource library. So if you want to go find Naomi, you absolutely should. Um, she is a fantastic um, coach and mentor and just the overall sweetest person that you could possibly imagine. <laughs> so thank you so much, Naomi. And I'm so excited to keep seeing you inside the mastermind and learning from and with you. Content loungers, listen up. This is your chance to ditch the hustle and take a massive leap in your business and your income. This month, one of you guys is going to work with me one-on-one -on -one, and together we will create a content strategy that turns you into a client and money magnet without working more. This is valued at over $2,000. And to get in on this, simply leave me a five-star review, take a screenshot and DM it to me on Instagram. Wishing y'all massive success in your business. See you next week. And until then, sit back, relax and let your content do the work for you.